Hello and welcome to the Keeping the Peace podcast with me, your host, Alexis Power Howard. Today we've come out of the police station where we were last in the last podcast and we're sat in a beautiful garden in the middle of Hull um, and it's bright blue skies so we're all hoping to get a tan as we go through this conversation. Um, we were wanted to talk about working from home as that's been a massive theme uh, for people over recent months for obvious reasons and we thought best to do it actually in someone's home or in their garden at least and socially distanced and following all of those regulations um, but wanting to kind of discuss what are the challenges um, of working from home, what works in terms of being at home but also being managed at home and all of those kinds of uh, themes really. So I'm joined today by two different people. Um, so Leanne Moore who is a contact officer in the force control room and I'm going to ask you what that means in a minute Leanne so hello no, <laughs> and also DCI Pete Thorpe from the Protecting Vulnerable People unit um, who's going to be discussing things from um, a managerial perspective. Welcome, Pete. Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Thank you. Um, okay, so Leanne, just to come to you first, just mm-hmm. to introduce kind of what you do and what your job, you know, what's the difference between what you were doing before um, at work, if you like, and what you're doing at home? Okay. Um, I've worked for the organisation for almost eight years now, and I'm in the um, force control room on the crime resolution team. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, our job is to create crime reports when offence has been committed. Um, so you've got your details of the MO, the circumstances surrounding the offence, the victim suspect witnesses um, and an action plan on what's obviously what evidence we've got lines of inquiry and what we're going to do with that Mm. Um, we refer the crime reports to our crime management unit the sergeant reviews and allocates it to an officer to investigate we also take 101 and 999 calls Mm -hmm. um, but there's a there's a lot of admin involved in our job as well um, so obviously working from home, I haven't been able to take the calls. Mm. I've focused more on the admin side of our job. Mm. Did you ever work from home before lockdown? No, no. I've never worked from home <laughs> in any job. It's all new. So it was transitioned, yeah. It's yeah. quite, it, it, it's been positive, but it's been a little challenging. It's had its moments as well, but mm. I think I've adapted pretty well, to mm. be fair, under the circumstances. Um, yeah. How so? What's your experience been of kind of working from home? Because I know a lot of people across the force have, have kind of had to do that probably for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your experience been? Um, it's been a positive experience, but I will say that um, mm. I have had my moments, mm. um, mainly because well, I didn't get a choice in the matter, and um, because I have a condition with my immune system, um, I'm on the um, shielding high risk list in that mm. category and um, so I was instructed to stay at home for mm. 12 weeks and work from home if I can so to be honest I'm just looking fortunate that I'm in a job where there, there is a you know a heavy amount of admin and I can work from home mm. so when we went into lockdown I was provided with a laptop probably about three days later um, and initially I kind of thought oh, this is quite different um, I've never worked from home before and um, and I thought, you know, embrace it. It's a change. I like the variation. Um, so, it, yeah, it was okay at first. But then I think after a few weeks, I did kind of start missing a few things. Mm. Yeah. People or just... A lot of things. A lot of things. Um, I missed just um, getting ready for work, mm. putting my uniform on. The ritual on. of kind of leaving yeah. the house. Yeah. Just, you know, putting my uniform on. Um, I still even... I still, you know, 
get dressed, but I'd be putting my t-shirt and shorts out. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd still do my hair and I'd still have my hair in a bun and I'd still put a bit of makeup on. I'd still do all those things. I know it makes some daft, but you know, it's what made me happy and I needed to get in the work mode. Mm. Um, you know, and I missed, I missed like just doing my packed lunch and driving to work. Um, and then just being in the office environment and that banter you have with your colleagues, you know, and, and all the jerks and missing mm. people and, yeah, a lot of things. It sounds like that kind of uh, routine. Yeah, I like routine uh, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. structure, that, structure and routine. Yeah, and when you haven't got that structure in the same way, it, it <clears> can really throw you, throw you, can't it? But it's, it feels like you kind of kept hold of some of it as much as you could I think one good thing is that I, I followed my own shift pattern with my team um, because I work four on four off right. and I continue to do that um, one of my colleagues said to me um, so long as you just put in the hours can you just do 40 hours a week just as and when you want and I said oh no, mm. <laughs> no you follow your team so I will do four on four off and I'll do maybe seven seven mm. you know Monday Tuesday um, and then I'll do my two late shifts for example 12 12 mm. um, checking in with my supervisor during the shift via email or telephone um, telephone call um, and I liked that because I was working with my team and I was you know this you know following that same structure mm. and I like that that stability mm. so that I, sounds like that was really important that you were still connected to the team that yes, you work with all definitely the time. yeah yeah definitely I, to be honest I, I I wouldn't have really liked it or felt as comfortable if they said look you know just do your hours and I'd be a bit like um so what what am I doing when am I doing I liked that mm. that they said right follow you follow your, t- your team and do your shift pattern yeah because mm. actually if 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 someone had said oh no just do your 40 hours over the course of the week mm. you're out of step then with everybody else aren't you it makes you even more different to what's going on elsewhere in yeah. the team. and then you would cross with different line managers different supervisors mm. and I'd, and if I had a problem um I'd think right well who who's on duty mm. whereas if I'm following my own team and aligned to my own line manager if there's any issues, I can just email or ring her. Mm. So that's a little bit of security, and you know, feel more comfortable doing it like that. Yeah, it's really mm. important, isn't it, that you have that, that because you have that bond with your supervisor anyway. They know you, they know your quirks, and they know your strengths and weaknesses almost, and what your issues are. So being able to have that continued contact with your supervisor has clearly been really important, hasn't it? It has for me, definitely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. How, how would you say, from a line management point of view, um, you were saying that your line manager is Maxine. Yes. Before we started recording, what what was your kind of experience of being managed through the process? Because I think, from my understanding, we work with a lot of officers and staff, is that there's some kind of real different experiences across the force, really. I think there is. Mm. Um, like, yeah, my line manager Maxine. Um, I think she, I mean she's been incredibly supportive to me. Um, she, she, I think she's really sort of gone, gone above and beyond to make sure I'm all right and to, mm. just to check on my welfare and look after me, do you mm. know. Mm. Um, but she's also trusted me as well that she sort of said, you know, I'll leave it to you. You know what you're doing. You like doing the emails. You colour them all up in purple and put your pin number on, your collar number on. Um, but any problems, let me know. Um, so she trusts me and there's a mutual respect there. Um, but, she's, but she has really looked after me as well. And I think... 
for example, it was my birthday in lockdown. She got everyone to sign the card and posted it through. There was charity fundraising events and she's bought me like, do you know, the party platter of food. Always <laughs> um, welcome. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I've put on like over a stone in lockdown and I'm like, these buns are <laughs> just going to be over. I haven't been able to go to the gym for months. <laughs> That's probably bothered me more. Oh, yeah. Um, and when a girl was leaving as well and they had another buffet and brought food round mm. and um and you know other line managers haven't done that for other people mm. um and when i was talking to another girl working from home and i, and I said oh yeah maxine's done this and oh it's lovely and, you know and it brought a tear to my eye they haven't forgotten about me and then she replied saying i didn't even know they were having a fundraiser i didn't get no party food and i kind of felt a bit guilty and a bit mean that i'd said something then and i mm. thought mm. do you know yeah so there seems to be kind of different approaches across different managers different teams but mm. to, it sounds to, it was really important to have to be involved in the things that happened for the rest of the team and that acknowledgement yeah. that you were still part of it even though you're physically you can't be there yeah mm. um and when we when we came out of lockdown i was still working from home and they were going out for tea and just going to sit outside the pub and have something to eat um and ali sent me an email including me in the email and i replied saying thank you for the, including me but i think but under the circumstances i'm not going to be able to come and i'm still working from home and she was like honestly i knew you were going to say that but i just didn't want you to feel left out mm. and i thought oh that's real yeah. nice yeah really nice to be considered yeah and included in everything. yeah and things like that really you know really it does mean a lot mm. that you still thought of that you know you're not forgotten about so yeah mm. it, it does and especially when you talk to other people working from a home you know and they say oh, we didn't i didn't know there was a buffet oh, i didn't know there was having a night out you know and things like that so it's not the same on every team yeah and i suppose eventually when you can go back in you yeah. want to have been able to tracked alongside the team as to what they've been doing and what events have been happening and, and be part of those conversations as well because otherwise you can be very separate yeah um so that, that feeling of being isolated from the team all the way through and then how do you rebuild that when you get back in as well mm. um to be honest i think because because I've, I've, I've known them for quite a while and um, I, th- I think they'll just be you know as, as welcoming and it'll kind of just go back to how it was when i first mm. you know went off and went and started working from mm. home in some um, ways it's almost like you haven't left isn't it yeah, yeah. because of that level of support you've had and the engagement and include being included all the time in everything yeah. and to be honest um i've kept in touch with quite a lot of my colleagues via email yeah. um and even telephone call like a few of them have rang me particularly on a late shift at maybe like 10 11 o'clock at night when it's pretty quiet um and they've rang me and just like hey hiya you are right and i'm like yeah yeah you and so yeah we've still kept in touch it's not that i haven't like you know spoken or had you know liaise with them or anything in months because i have mm. so one of the things you mentioned yeah. there was about feeling trusted yeah and i just want to pick that up with pete really because i think trust is a big thing isn't it everyone's <clears throat> had to start working from home which probably wasn't the pattern before and you can you can fall into micromanaging somebody yeah absolutely i think when <clears throat> i think back to uh, sort of late march when everyone when it all sort of really broke properly and we were sending people home to work from home certainly for me one of the questions in my mind was well how are we going to maintain our productivity and how we're going to make sure the staff are working from home and almost having to take that leap of faith that I always thought I could trust I trusted my staff almost if you see what I mean mm. before this happened and it really made me think actually well you do trust them so 
this is fine. This isn't actually, they've got the right equipment to do their job. Mm-hmm. Just let them get on with it. Mm-hmm. Stop worrying about whether they're going to be doing it or not because they are. And yeah. I think my wife has been working from home all the way through this process as well. And I think that trusting is so important that as an organisation that we have to be really clear that, yeah, we do trust you. And I think that's come, that message has come actually for me from Humberside Police to the people working on it. We do trust you, actually. Um, but as part of that, there has to be that level of engagement from, like Maxine sounds like an absolutely fantastic line manager mm. who's really done what we'd want all our line managers to do in that Great. situation. That, mm. you know, she's kept an eye on you, she's looked after you, she's kept you informed, you're in the loop of what's going on, you've not felt isolated. Because it can be a really lonely experience, can't it, working mm. from home? Mm. And having that pressure, added pressure, that thinking, well, I have been trusted. So actually, I'm going to work my, I am going to work eight hours solid now. I am going to leave this computer and I'm going to go all the way through. That's unrealistic. That doesn't happen at work. So why would it happen at home? No, and I think that work ethic starts to kick in, doesn't it? That yeah. we almost, I know, even for myself, it's almost like I've got got to show that I'm I'm here and I'm sat yeah. here and I'm working. I'm working hard. Yeah. yeah. You're listening to the Keeping the Peace podcast, brought to you in partnership with Fortis Therapy and Training, Oscar Kilo and Humberside Police. I think that because with the job that I do, there's so much admin, there's emails when a member of the public submits a report online, the emails from other police forces, um, from Bobby's, um, there's the logs that we've got to do when we go through the logs and create crime reports. Um, and all the crime reports that officers submit to our department that we then check um, and then refer back to the um, crime management unit. So there's that much admin. And to be honest, I kind of think to myself, my supervisor, my line manager does trust me, but at the end of the day, she could easily just put my collar number in, my my force identification number, and see what I've done for the last five hours. Mm. So she could check that if she wanted to. So you couldn't get away with it by not doing anything. But I think... When I go into our emails, um, we, we tend to flag them all different colours, so mm. then people know who's dealing with what, and I just flag them all purple. And she's like, Leanne, you've like flagged 20 purple there. So she's like, are you all <laughs> so right? What are you doing? Are you all right <laughs> doing them all? And I was like, yeah, I'll deal with all these, it's fine. And she's like, I can give some to other people. And I'm like, no, I'm doing them. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what for you, is that about wanting to make sure you, you're seen to be still contributing as much as possible? Yes, and I think it's maybe kind of like, I don't know, because I'm so conscientious at work, I kind of still want to prove that, you know, I may be working from home, but I'm still working, you know, as I would probably even harder because I want to prove Mm. that, you know, that I'm pulling my weight Mm. and I'm not, you know, logging on and then going having a cup of tea, sunbathing or whatever. I'm I'm still doing my bit, so... I think it's great to have that conscientiousness, isn't it? But equally from the organisational point of view, and it comes back to that issue about trust that really people shouldn't feel that pressure because actually if we get it right, which it sounds like with Maxine and Julian is right, that they know what you're doing, they're more than confident that you are doing the work that's required to be done and you're not just sat sunbathing or whatever it is you might be doing, mm. then it's but it's people having the confidence, I guess, to see that, that yeah, that's all right, actually. Mm. I mean, one of the things we did within my area of the, of the force was for the staff that were working agile or working from home or shielding, was to sort of formalise some, every day I've had like a an hour dialing on Skype that was an open invite to anybody and it was like a coffee morning mm. but it was in the afternoon and there wasn't any coffee. <laughs> um, but, Sounds rubbish Pete. But, uh, it wasn't the best coffee morning to be fair. 
but um, at least there was an opportunity like to say to people look it's all right yeah have half an hour of just let's have a, a catch-up and a general yeah. conversation about what's going on and i think that actually creates it gives people permission to do that yeah whereas you might not give yourself that permission no at home um and you know you kind of head down working through things and and to for acknowledging that we need to just check in with each other as people, not just as yeah, the job. Because I think other, mm. uh, what I noticed over the lockdown period was that conversations became very task orientated, um, and you know, kind of we've got to get this done. And and it was, it, you know, I don't know it was just almost like that's the the people side of it can fall by the wayside because we've got a job to do, but it's factoring it in. It's actually having to consciously factor it in because you don't just bump into somebody in the office or in the corridor or get a kind of visual of how they're doing Mm. you've actually got to create opportunities for that yeah and i Mm. hope actually when we finally get back to whatever the normal is going to (laughs) be that a lot of our line managers are going to be operating more like maxine Mm. in that they've got more of that understanding of the personal element of supervising Mm. someone and what that means and how important that is yeah um what i was going to say something i just remembered actually um uh, as far as I'm aware, that only Maxine has done this, the other supervisors haven't. But um, she actually went round the office. It was on a it was on a late shift. So it when we were busy during the day. It was probably about eleven o'clock at night. But she went round the office and got each member of staff just to say something, like just to say hi, Liam, we miss you, or tell a joke, or something. And it was only for three minutes. Um, and so she went round everybody, and they were all waving and and just saying, you know, Liam, we really miss you. We hope you're okay, um, and telling jokes. And she sent me it on WhatsApp, and I opened it and I watched it. And I'm normally quite, you know, quite strong-minded and a bit of a tough cookie. And it actually made me cry. Mm. And she rang me and she was like, "What did you think?" And I went, oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Maxine." But she was like, "Are you all right?" That was meant to make you smile. And I was like, "It was lovely. It was lovely." And I just miss you all. And, I just, and it was just so kind. Mm. It just, Really and then I rang her the next day and I was like, I feel real stupid now. I sort of like broke down over that. But I, th- yeah. but I think that you're in an emotional place already, so it doesn't take much to tip you over the edge with that, does it? Just because things are so different. Yeah. But visually seeing everybody kind of reminds you also what you're missing. Yeah. In a way. And I think, you know, there's a guy called John and we like we we have banter and we bicker and we're like a married couple and we really mm. annoy each other some annoy each other sometimes. And do you know what? He's probably like the most helpful. Mm. And like, do you know if I've had a quick question, he's like, I'll do it for you, I'll help you, I'll sort it, don't worry. Mm. And he's rang me, do you know, a couple of times just to see if I'm okay and I'm like, We don't actually really like dislike each other. We've actually all right. <laughs> I said, as much as I can bicker with John, I said, he's actually been really supportive. Mm. And do you know what? I, yeah, and I just miss, missed all that. Mm. I really have. And I think, do you know, I don't know about everybody else or people, do you know, like on your team, Pete, but I just think I've got a nice team and a great supervisor. So, yeah, I do have my moments when I've maybe felt a bit down, but, do you know, at least mm. I've got a job. It's a job I enjoy. I didn't lose my home in the floods. Mm. I really can't complain, so, yeah. <laughs> it's always going to be ups and downs, isn't there? there was a, and I suppose it's the fact that you've had that support that means that there's there's probably been less downs than maybe there would have been had you not had that. So yeah. it's like that's the benefit of having the support, isn't it? And the, and the manager is kind of checking in and just, just seeing how you are, never yeah. mind anything else, never mind workload or anything like that. It's just you as... No, and, yeah. and, I, and I think as well, like, um, even like pretty much nearly every shift, Maxine will email me, um, do you know, and say like, do you know, thank you so much for all your hard work. You really have like ploughed through those logs or, do you know, all those emails. I really appreciate it, mm. you know. 
and speak soon and, and things like that really do make a difference as well mm-hmm. it's really nice to you know to feel valued and just to you know receive that thank you email mm-hmm. it does it's it that whole thing lot. is it thank you doesn't have to cost anything does it it's just a nice thing to receive no yeah. it doesn't um but even um because i report directly to maxine and um, liz is is our like big boss she's head of department um and, and she's emailed me quite a few times as well, just asking if I'm all right. Mm. Do you know, just checking on you. Is everything okay? How are you coping? Um, any problems? Let me know. Or do you know, speak to Maxine. Um, so, so even that, do you know, it's just nice just to, just to come in when you log on, just to see an email. Are you okay? Mm. Yeah, someone's yeah. thinking about me. Yeah. You talked at the beginning about um, having been shielded. Yeah. Um, do you think that's added another layer on? Because obviously everyone was working from home a lot. Yeah. But the shielding part of it is another element. Yeah, because I didn't, I, I didn't have a choice in the matter. Yeah. I, do you know when I received a letter, um, I was instructed to do so, and, and it was it was a list of instructions on what you can and cannot do, and you cannot leave your home, and you must get your family or friends to do shopping or you know ring your local authority. And I just thought, well, I'm so grateful that I've got a close family mm. that all really pulled together and helped me, mm. um, and like mum, dad, brother, sister, all live nearby, so they did my shopping, and. Um, you know, and I, and, and I hadn't, to be honest, I'm just so glad I had you know, my work to do because I think if I didn't have a job for 12 weeks, I'd have gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> what <would> I, <laughs> well, to be honest, I was finding things to do on my rest days, mm. on my four days off, decorating the house. I love reading, never found the time to read. So I was like, right, I'm going to get, you know, do some reading mm. and things like that. But I'm just so glad I yeah, had my work. Yeah, because you're in the same environment all the time. And I think that's quite difficult when you're shielding, that you're in your home yeah when you're at work but also when you're off work yeah um, just get a bit tedious and yeah. boring yeah exactly because you can't even i don't know i mean some of the things we've been helping people with when they work from home is how do they kind of move from being in work mode into home mode you know and and people who aren't shielding were able to go for a walk at the end of their working day and you know process what's happened come back pack everything away or cover it up and then be at home mm. but when you're shielding you're in a different position you're in different circumstances to that yeah, because I do like change and variation. And at first, it was kind of nice working from home. It was something different. I've never done it before. But then after a few weeks, you know, and being instructed that you can't go out and things like that, I'm lucky I've got a, a large back garden to play ball with my dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you come in from a work day, it's nice to go for a walk with your dog and go and clear your head, mm-hmm. do you know, and things like that. Um, so in being in the same environment, yeah, that did kind of get to me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've not thought of that simple thing actually because I have that routine where I always like to go for a walk after work Mm. and Mm. it is that clearing your head space moment and I'm not quite sure actually I've not thought how fortunate I am I guess that I can still do that Mm. actually yeah Yeah. it's having space it's actually Mm. being able to get out of that place you've been sitting all day and I think it's different when you're shielding that you you haven't got that opportunity we've been told you can't and mm. that, I think actually having the choice taken away is quite tough when you're somebody who's used to managing your own life and doing yeah. things the way you want to. The thing is, I went from like from you know obviously going going to work in the office, and then on my rest days I'd be going to the gym, I'd be walking the dogs, I'd look after my niece and nephew. I'm incredibly close to my four year old niece, and I couldn't do any of that. Mm. Bothered about the fact I've put on over a stern. <laughs> I don't normally look this fat. You look great because I, I do not. <laughs> Oh, there's so much that's you know that's bothered me, but I kind of there's nothing I could do about it. Mm. There was nothing I could do, so I just had to get on with it, mm. didn't I? 
Mm. Um, I know some of the people I've worked with over the lockdown period who have been shielding, they, they've felt, I suppose, quite defined by the fact that they had an illness that most people didn't know about mm-hmm. and that they would just function every day. They were on medication or they were having treatment for something, but not everybody would know that. Yeah. And then suddenly it's obvious that there's something else going on because, you know, they're not able to leave the house and you know especially if they're working in a business or they've got a team they're running or whatever they're more limited in how they do that um how, how did you feel about that did that affect you you know kind of um well to be honest like all, all my family and friends and my colleagues um they all know right. about my immune condition um so to be honest when i first started working from home that that was no shock to anybody mm. um everyone was aware of that um and even like junior you know, girls on other teams as well, they 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 know, um, and even like they've been incredibly helpful as well. Do you know with things? So I think, and I don't mind people knowing to be fair, mm. because then I think well, there's no sort of questions. Then oh, how come she's still working from home? Do you know? And I've said, well, because my consultant advised that it'd be best to to mm. continue to working from home for the time being. How, have you got a kind of time frame on that, or is it just open ended at the minute? <sighs> it's indefinitely at the minute, mm. um, because I received another letter saying from the first of August, um, you're still considered high risk, um, and you should continue to work from home if you can. Um, if you can't, then you should only return if it's COVID safe. And I thought, well, I can, so am I still going to continue to do so? Mm. And I spoke to my consultant and he said, I'd recommend that you continue to work from home until the end of September and then we'll review again. Mm. So, yeah. And the deadlines keep moving. And that's, yeah. mentally, that's quite, can be quite tough, can't it? Yeah. I'm, to be honest, I'm glad I can get out and about now because I've got, I've got a young German shepherd. He's only four. Um, and I can walk for miles with him. Mm. And I can go on my push bike now as well. Mm. So, you know, actually doing things like that, that's, that's going to improve my mental health. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> just being stuck in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Pete, what do, how do you think it's kind of, I know we don't know yet from kind of COVID point of view what long-term things are going to be but how do you think managers can continue to support people who might need to might have people who are still having to work from home or having to kind of I guess be almost operating as if we've just come out of lockdown you know can take the dog for a walk and things but can't actually come into the office it's a longer term yeah and I think really we've got we've got seagulls going yes. on now move into the seaside I don't think we're even um. <laughs> we're in Cleethorpes I can understand it <laughs> Um, We've got plenty to say today. We have. I think they just answered my question. (laughs) I think really it's about those key things that we've talked about in this conversation, really, and and the way that Maxine has managed Leanne. Mm. And I think you you look back and there is that level of trust there Mm. and there is that level of confidence and communication and engagement and inclusivity. Is that Mm. a word? Yeah, it is. Um, So for me, the fact that, yeah, the lockdown is eased, that doesn't mean you can come back to work. That doesn't change the parameters that you can't come back to work. Mm. But actually, you can still do a number of things safely, like cycling, walking the dog, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And it's how we, I guess, reconcile ourselves to the fact that that doesn't still mean that it's safe to come to work. Mm. And actually, we've, there's the ability to allow you to continue to work from home, still be productive, to still support the organisation and still do your job then that's the position we need to adopt, isn't it? Mm. I'll think that, and not get too hung up on the fact that, you know, you can imagine some people, some cynical person somewhere was like, well, I don't know what's wrong with her anymore. She's, she can go and walk the dog and she can go on her bike and go to the shops or whatever. Get a, she needs to get her bum back to work. And mm. it's like, well, no, 
actually. Mm. Everyone's got a unique set of circumstances. And I think it's really interesting that I hadn't thought about when you talked about people knowing about your condition and it's almost mm-hmm. like you've been outed. Yeah. <laughs> so if you are in that situation where it's slightly different for you, like an intake, where everyone knows or your colleagues know about mm. your situation, but yeah. if you wanted to keep that really private, mm. and then suddenly you can't. Mm. And that must be really difficult, I think. I think, I think for some of the conversations I've had over the time, it's kind of affected people's identity because I was talking to somebody who had a, an immune condition that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. Their manager knew about it. This wasn't in the police, it was somewhere else. So they were aware, but suddenly the team of people this person mm. managed were aware, and then suddenly the wider family knew. And, you know, it's, it, that then meant she had something else that she had to manage because she was managing other people's fears yeah. about her condition, where actually she was just looking after herself, doing what she'd been instructed to do, and she's lived with it. Yeah. For years and years, yeah. so yeah, I think it creates another ripple effect yeah. that Definitely. you might not necessarily know unless you've been in that circumstance. And I guess if you're managing someone in that situation, there's that need to be have that real sensitivity, isn't it? About mm. well, how do we control that message? I guess to mm. other people and making sure that if you're in that situation, the where you didn't want people to know, then actually, mm. how do we tell you, inform your colleagues, or because you kind of have to put something out there, otherwise, people will. Imagination will run away with them, wouldn't it? Well, I, I guess as well that I didn't want people to think that I'm having any sort of special treatment because I'm not. I'm not yeah. working from home out of choice or because it's been advised. Advised, you know, it's because I've been instructed. Yeah. So I'm not receiving anything different. Mm. It's it's because what you know, the government have, have said. So, um, yeah. So that's probably another reason as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, I was just thinking when you said about the instruction, you know, you've had the letter, there isn't any mm-hmm. control, there's no choice. Actually, what is in your control, I guess, as somebody at work is to be able to give the message <coughs> to your manager about what you do want to be put out there or what you're happy to be shared and that kind of thing. So, because it's that bit about this bit I can't control, but what can <laughs> I control? Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. control the message. Yeah, you can. And, yeah. um, and that maybe helps a bit just to feel like you're not completely up against it, you know. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else can in terms of kind of tips and strategies that we haven't covered that you think would be useful for people who may be listening that, you know, in terms of if they're having to work from home or shielding or managing somebody? Is there anything we haven't covered? I think certainly from a managing someone point of view, just be like Maxine. <laughs> be more Maxine. That's be more Maxine. Do you know what? Hashtag. You're probably going to say to me, like, oh, you're just, you're just saying all this. But do you know what? I've worked for the organisation for nearly eight years. If I was not happy, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have stayed that long. Yeah. Um, and like, like, I know it maybe sounds a bit corny, but I just thought, you know, when I received that letter, I thought I'm not going to be able to go out. I'm not going to be able to see family and friends and go to the gym and do a lot of things that I love doing. But then I thought to myself, you know, I didn't lose my hermit in the floods. Yeah. I've got a job. It's a job I enjoy. I can crack on with all the admin. Um, I've got all the support of my family and friends. Um, so really, do you know, think about what you have got. Yeah, and I think that's a real key point actually. That you can you can be upset and feel quite low about what you can't do, yeah, and what you haven't got. <laughs> but you can also feel quite grateful for what you have got. And it sounds like you were kind of like, right, hang on, let's just put this into some kind of you know sensible, rational thinking. That yes, that's been taken away, but actually, this is what this, I have got yeah. to be grateful for. I always, I always, and I know, and I know, but you probably think it sounds corny, but I do think to myself, in, instead of thinking about what's depressing, try thinking about what's what's a blessing mm. and what you have got. Mm. Um, 
and I think, you know, I've, I've got a lot of family and friends that all live nearby, do you know, my job, my, my manager, my colleagues. So, yeah, I have had a couple of moments when I have felt a bit down. Um, but, do you know, I've got all that support mm. and that, that has really meant a lot. It made a big difference. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And I'm grateful that the organisation has supported me in this way. Mm. I don't know whether they'd have done that for other people as well. Mm. Um, you know, when the government said about returning to work, um, I've got friends, do you know, that work, I won't mention any names, but work for different organisations and felt the pressure to come back. Mm. Um you know, and if they've got a medical condition or pregnant and they haven't felt comfortable, and then I've turned around and said, well, actually, my organisation are fully supporting me and I've, you know, continue to work. I'm going to continue to work from home for the time being. Mm. So I don't know if, if every organisation, they're not all like that. No. They're not all as supportive. No, no, they're really not. And, and it sounds like you've had a really good experience, actually, although I know things have been tough as well. Yeah. <laughs> they could have been a much tougher I suppose yeah. if you'd put yourself in this position that you've seen your friends in and things like that, it would have been very different, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks ever so much for meeting with me, both of you. We've done okay with the, the background noise. <laughs> I think we've had a car, <laughs> dogs being left seagulls. out and seagulls. seagulls. <laughs> 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 <So> not bad. <laughs> um, so thanks very much for joining me. You're welcome, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Keeping the Peace podcast. It's available wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you subscribe, you'll be notified of the next episode as soon as it's available. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas for future podcasts, so please do comment or get in touch on our social media platforms for either Fortis Therapy and Training or Oscar Kilo.